Bacon Bit Review of the Batman. It is time for me to see how long I can go on this. It's time to stop. Okay. The Batman Review. Hey, listener. How's it going? Hi. It's time to give a review for the first major blockbuster of the year. Can we say that? Yes. Because okay. Spider-Man was last year. Yeah. I so mean, this is I saw, some, I saw some people saying like online, they're like, best movie of the year. I'm like, it's February. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> Nothing's come out. Yeah. And I feel like there's like this tentpole movie that seems to be coming out earlier and earlier. So pretty much as soon as Marvel took over that first of May. Well, February is supposed to be this this kind of uh, wasteland of movies where I mean, everyone's this, getting ready for well, award season. It's coming out in March. And as we know, things True. have been delayed, including this movie was delayed over a year. And so they're just like, when can we place it that it will make money? Sure, let's try March. Yeah. And so here we go. We have the Batman, the newest the reboot, Batman. remake, relaunch of Batman. A Since reiteration? 12? 15? Yeah. So we, I mean, obviously had multiple versions ending with Nolan's trilogy. Yes. And then there was a version in the Snyderverse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. You just forgot about I it. I totally forgot yes, about Ben Affleck as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have Matt Reeves launching. Outside of the normal DC extended universe, a standalone Batman movie series. So is this? Oh, I just read it is. It was originally supposed to be it was, Ben Affleck directing, Ben yes. Affleck starring, Ben Affleck as Batman. Correct. Writing the story, and they then had that even didn't they, and he had even written a basic story yeah. and script for this. Right. For and the I movie could give a TED talk. It was going to about it that. It was going to have Deadshot. Uh, Deathstroke. Deathstroke. But really close. You didn't say Deadpool. I'm so proud of you. I know which one is Deadpool. It's the other two. I if you're looking for the inside joke, it was on our Arkham Asylum show. Yes. But now we have this new relaunch. It's a, a younger Batman again. And we're not talking origin story. And we'll get into no. the synopsis. Thank goodness. Much like uh, I think Spider-Man did it right, where they kind of dropped it in the middle of the action and made passing reference to his origin story. Because we've seen it so many times sure. in uh, Homecoming. This is what they're doing here. They're dropping us. Uh, Batman has been Batman for two years. Yes. And they're kind of good passing reference to what happened before, but they're not. There's not a single flashback in this but entire movie. We should be clear: this is its own thing. This mm-hmm. isn't a sequel to anything. This isn't a, a continuation of any other universe. It's its own thing. But it could lead into other things. It, I'm likely, I hope not. And we'll get into that. Yes. Yes. And this first part of the review will be spoiler free. We'll not be spoiling anything major about the Batman for the right. first little part. We'll let you know when we're going to spoil, probably with the same tune I use for the intro. Basic story. When the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. And obviously you said this was directed by Matt Reeves, who yes. did the last two of the most recent Planet of the Apes Correct. movies. Cloverfield. Uh, Cloverfield. And let Me In. Let Me In. That's the other one that's prominent. Yeah. So you just put you in his good movies now. We're not going to talk about his bad movies. What are his bad movies? The other ones. <laughs> which, which ones? I made a joke about it before. And yeah, but now after he, me. And he I forgets. But I, I do love Matt Reeves. I obviously wanted to see the Snyderverse continue. But honestly, you know this. I love the Planet of the Apes movies. Mm-hmm. And so I was pretty stoked that he was taking over. And then Robert Pattinson was involved. And I... Robert Pattinson of Twilight fame. Of, of Twilight. But once again... And I've said this on my soapbox for about a year or two now. Give him a chance because he's not Edward. And for 10 years, he's tried to separate himself from that part of the stardom. He really has. He's done all these little indie movies mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, these kind of darker roles. Right. Just trying to separate himself from that. Basically, he played a role. He, he got a job. He played a role. He got some he money. He made millions of dollars. And now he's been doing whatever he wants ever since. Which is crazy because then he did Indy and then it's like, oh, I'm going to do a Christopher Nolan movie. And he was the best part, in my opinion, of 
Tenet. I agree. And then he's going to do a giant tentpole movie here. Yes. So we have The Batman, which we saw, what, just the other night? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All three together. That yes. was fun. It was Kent fun. has now seen it twice. Yes. Well, well, first at the critic screening, and then mm-hmm. we attended the uh, DC fan. Yeah, we got tickets, and Kent went like, nah, I'm going to go before you guys. Well, I didn't know that there was going to be that screening, which for me, like I've said this before, and I was saying to you guys when we were at the movie, when I see these press screenings lately, there's 10 to 12 people there. Mm-hmm. And it's so unique, and I, I get, you know, I'm excited because it's like I'm watching it at home, and it's comfortable, and I don't have all the people talking. But I miss out on the buzz and the excitement. Because when we went, it was a, it was a fan night. The, mm-hmm. the theater was packed. There were people dressed up as Batman. Right. And uh, the energy was there. People were cheering uh, when the movie started. People were applauding when it was over. And so uh, was it a different feel? Was it a different experience? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. But here's what was interesting. Unlike Spider-Man, I, I've talked about my experience with Spider-Man in a full theater before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most recent one that came out. That one had like cheer worthy moments right mm-hmm. and it was a fun raucous atmosphere uh, because this is more of a subdued movie i actually don't think that being in the room made a lot of difference the audience was very quiet during the whole movie it, i noticed it, that it's, as well. a, it's for, a movie that lends itself to that for me it i felt the tension in the air because it's that type of thriller yes. it wasn't the cheer when you see a certain character no. return from a previous franchise it was more like What's going to happen here? Well, and that's what I felt yeah. with one group. of my favorite movie moments of all time I've ever experienced is the first time I saw it, the midnight premiere of The Dark Knight. When, you know, when the bombs go off and Rachel is is in there. Spoiler, yeah. I guess. Like we're talking because you don't packed, like you don't like your you don't like the actress. I, I don't. But yeah, packed movie theater and you could have heard a pin drop. Yeah. And even the movie itself goes silent after that part. And yeah. it was one of the most impactful things. So even though there wasn't like a, yeah, it's Batman. I, I agree. There was certainly a tension in the air of everyone, you know, on the edge of their seat watching this movie. Well, and, and uh, I mean, maybe this is leading a little bit into my review, but not really. Do you want to go for it? Well, no, I, I think you should go probably go first, Ken. So okay. This is, you saw it first and this was kind sure, of your, kind of your, your, yeah. your one. But go ahead. Me. My brother said, like, should I rush out to the movie theaters to see this? And it was weird because uh, kind of like you just said, Zach, I was like, well, I mean, if you're really wanting to see it, yes, but in regard to audience experience... There wasn't a lot of reaction like in that moment. And also there's not a lot of spoiler stuff that you'll get mm-hmm. if you see stuff League online. And so I said, it's really up to you. If you're excited to see this, go see it in theaters. Yeah. But you don't need to rush out for the theater experience because as a drama, because this is more of a drama than an action movie, mm-hmm. you can I think you can enjoy those at home if you have a nice sound system and a nice TV screen. And right? it's dark when you're watching. Yes. Uh, um, I will actually say... Uh, and I'll talk about why in, in my portion of the review. Uh, we saw it in IMAX, mm-hmm. and I actually would not recommend that. It was not filmed this, in IMAX. This is, and it is not an IMAX movie. First time I saw it was not IMAX. Second time was. Yeah. And what do you what, do, what would you say? IMAX is preferable? Uh, IMAX is, is fine. It's a big screen. I think a lot of the general audience... Because in cable IMAX erase, you love IMAX. General audience can't tell otherwise what's filmed in IMAX and what's meant to be there. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed my first time though, just because I was, I was there and it was just felt so personal. The movie is not, it's really is the movie is too personal. Yes. I made a joke that I'll follow up with to you guys where I said, this movie is the closeups. It's as, this is an intimate movie. This is a lot of close up shots, a, a unique shots. There's no big grandiose thing that you're seeing. So there's no reason to pay any extra money to see this movie in IMAX. Okay. Just I can see that. Yeah, regular yeah. theater. But Ken, let's get to your room. It, and you, okay, you do need to have comfortable seats. Go for the luxury because you're going to be there for three hours. 175 minutes. Mm-hmm. 
That is and we didn't five even minutes shorts of three hours. We didn't. Re- we saw one trailer, basically. Yeah, yeah it they was just right a general it. DC movie trailer for so, 2022. So a couple months ago, the three of us and uh, significant others went to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, which isn't the like universe, universally best known steakhouse, but it was really delicious. And it's also really dark in there. But it was just <laughs> this fun, amazing atmosphere where we could all just kind of be gluttonous with really expensive, rich food. And that's what the Batman feels like to me. It's, a, it's an amazing steak dinner that takes place in a very dark place. And see, now seeing it twice, like, I don't know if I needed to see it twice in order to give my review, because sometimes I'm like, I need to see that again to give a proper grade. I think I got the story the first time around. I don't think there's anything not to get. I, well, I do think not the story, and, turns. and we'll get we'll get into There's it. some jumps in the riddles where I kind of went, okay, well, I'll just assume the, the movie got it. The story's layered, extremely layered, but it's not confusing. This isn't a Christopher Nolan type thing where you're like, I missed something. I missed a link in the chain. Well, and I think the reason uh, you talked about the runtime, this is a movie that is methodically paced. I yes. would not call it slow, surprisingly, but it's very methodically paced. I would call it slow, but intentionally so. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like the, we made fun of it. Like he walks very slowly. <laughs> there is slow motion used, not like super stylistic Snyder slow motion. No, but there's slow motion. But the story unfolds deliberately there's no like now we find out this and this and this and this and that um so it it takes its time i would just say everything here is intentional uh whether it's the casting of robert pattinson as year two batman him playing a very emo bruce wayne who isn't going playboy style he instead or or playing a playboy millionaire playboy please he isn't playing a millionaire playboy he is actually a disturbed individual still trying to figure out who he is and what batman means to him and the city and so it's very intentional he's actually more batman than he is bruce i will make movie. the argument that he is anywhere from 95 to 100 percent batman in yes. this movie and i don't I, think i don't actually think he plays bruce wayne and i think he's doing that on purpose because he's trying to figure that out right he thinks well batman the theme is vengeance and so it's playing it in a very dark way, intentionally. And another thing that I, and I, by the way, I love that. But another thing I love is Gotham City. I love the Tim Burton feel, like the neo-expressionism of the uh, Batman movies. Right. Of the Burton films, where it's almost like you can tell it's soundstage, but it's so dark and moody. I love it. Yeah. And then the Nolan movies, it's Chicago. It's just Chicago. It's, it's which ground. is cool. And in, in Dark Knight Rises, it's just Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a normal place. Whereas this one, Gotham felt like a character to me. And the worst character. This yeah, because the, it's full of corruption. This is it's, the first time where I was like, uh, why is he trying to save this place? Yeah. Like I was siding with Ra's 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 yeah. this, <laughs> Can we this, clean up the city? This is the worst version of Gotham I think we've seen. I think so too. And, and Gotham's almost always a character. But it, but it more feels so lived in. Yeah. Like there are times where you're like, that could be Times Square, but everything about it also screams Gotham because it feels so grimy. This is a noir detective film. And for the first time ever, and Joel, you and I have talked about this for years. When are we going to see Batman as the detective? And this movie yeah. said, you know what? Now. And it's 100% a detective story. It's a very PG-13 Zodiac type movie mm. where it pulls its punches as far as like the shock effect. But it also feels very dark and sadistic at the same time. Yeah. Uh, very similar to like the the Joker making the pencil disappear, like the Riddler is a very Except not scary. without humor. There's no humor, in no this humor movie. in this one. But the Riddler doing these acts that are horrible. But you kind of go, I saw just enough to get what's going on here. And there, I would say the acting here is 
pretty much aces except for Zoe Kravitz, who I didn't really care for in the role. She's fine. She's like, she's fine, right? Better uh, than Anne Hathaway. My first watch, actually, I didn't care for like her subplot as much until it tied together in the end. Hmm. And, and I'm talking too much. I want to get to your guys' review, but no bones about it. I love this movie. I knew you This would. is my steak dinner. This is something that now having seen twice, I will see a, a third time because I like long movies. And, and I'm sorry, three hours isn't that long to me. Every movie last year is two and a half hours long. Another 30 minutes for a great film all day. Especially now that we're conditioned to eight part miniseries on Netflix. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. You know? And that said, I can't even recommend this to everyone because you, you want to see a cape flick and it's like, sorry, there's not a lot of action. Like Batman gets shot at. That's kind of it. And I'm sorry, maybe you shouldn't see this movie. But for those looking for more of a Dark Knight-esque, in fact, I would almost call this Batman Begins 2 because it kind of fills in the blanks or Batman Begins fills in, in the blanks of what Bruce Wayne has been through. Mm. Uh, except for just, you know, you got to turn down the lights and turn up the red filter quite a bit. A lot of red in this. So yeah, uh, A- minus for me. That's wow. high. Mm-hmm. Bold. Why the minus? Like I said, uh, Zo- Zoe Kravitz... Okay. She's really she, didn't like her. I, I liked her. Okay. But I think overall, oh, and Paul Dano, amazing. Colin Farrell, amazing. We'll get into this, but yes, yeah. definitely oh. great performances. Jeffrey Wright, not my favorite Alfred by far. That's because uh, he wasn't Alfred. He's Commissioner Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, Commissioner Gordon. He's very whispery the entire time. And I get that it's a noir film, but the, the entire time. He, he is the Gordon that this movie deserves. Okay. You know, I think he's, he's you jumping right into it. Yeah. Um, so I also appreciated the performances. I think that everything fits this movie. There's nothing to me that, that stands out. The only performance here that I think is kind of over the top is, uh, is Colin Farrell as an unrecognizable Oswald Cobble. Unrecognizable. Yeah. Like I sent, I spent the whole movie Looking at Carl, Colin Farrell's face as, as Penguin, and just being like, where is he in there? <laughs> Even listening to his <laughs> really? voice. Where is, yeah. And then every now and then, like, his eyes would do something. I'm like, there it is. That's Colin Farrell right there. To me, I think he was the most, uh, I guess, over-the-top character. And even then, it didn't feel like it. he still fits within this world because of, of the character they built up of who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciated the performances here. But the, here's the thing with Bruce Wayne, right? Or, or anybody who's playing Batman, you have to play three characters. You have to play Batman. You have to play Bruce when he's in the cave. And then you have to play Bruce Wayne in the public. Mm-hmm. And essentially, Robert Pattinson here is just playing Batman the whole time. Like he... he Explain even, Batman and the, Bruce in the cave because he, they actually have a or, few scenes. Or, or maybe he's... like Even when he's in the cave, he's still this like brooding thing. That's the only word you can use about him is he's just brooding all the time. Mm-hmm. He doesn't... Actually, I actually made a note uh, where I just said, how can people not know he's Batman? He literally walks, acts, and talks the same when he's Bruce. Yeah, well, he has a... I think his bat voice is good. No, his bat voice is fine. Yeah, yeah. but he, he, I guess, is just because he's such a recluse. People just don't know who Bruce Wayne is. Yeah. And so they don't really care, maybe. But I just feel like even when he's doing his investigating stuff, mm-hmm. he doesn't seem to let his Batman guard down at all. Mm-hmm. I don't see any... Or, or much vulnerability. He's For example, got, when he's talking with Alfred about yeah. the, the clues. He's just mad at Alfred the whole time. Yeah. I, I felt tension between them that I was like, he doesn't let his guard down for anybody for any reason. Alfred uh, in the movie um, has, has something happen to him where you should be concerned. And the first thing that, that, uh, that he says Bruce Wayne does, he starts yelling at him. And that I'm makes like, sense story-wise. Sure, but it's it's there's always this, this tension. He, uh, he never lets his guard down, mm-hmm. for better or worse. And that's one thing that I didn't love. I yeah. think I I think Robert Pattinson ends up being a little one dimensional here. Okay, 
Luckily, I like the one dimension. One bat dimension. <laughs> but it is a little bit same samey throughout. Mm -hmm. But I, I love the world that's created here. Even though this is the grossest Gotham we've seen, um, it is very, very gross interesting. and just like kind of the feel. It's not like they're doing anything that makes it gross. It's one of those things where we, I, we've talked about it before, where I feel like everybody in in modern TV and movies is just this gray character, right? Not necessarily good, not necessarily bad. In this version of Gotham, I feel like everybody's bad. Like <laughs> it just feels like everybody stinks there. Okay. And, yep. and I don't mind that. I think that that's an interesting direction to take this, and it justifies why he does this. Um, from an action standpoint, I really appreciated this movie because we are seeing fights flush out. You know, we're seeing Batman fight multiple people without cut after cut after cut. Yeah, I think the choreography was good, even if it's like instead of cutting all the time, it just cuts out the light. And there's sure. a lot of clever things with light. Obviously, this is a very dark movie. So I really appreciated the action, though there isn't a ton. Mm -hmm. But much like you can, I appreciated that there wasn't as much. And this is more of a detective-focused story. Do you feel like it became too superhero-y at the end? I think it, Which we'll talk about more in spoilers. I think it went where it had to go for this kind of movie. I almost feel like it didn't have to. Mm, yeah, yeah. But we'll get into it. The Yeah, the, how it ends what did feel a little bit out of place, but... I didn't mind it. Okay. So overall, I, I, I did enjoy this quite a bit. Um, as But again, as much as you can for this type of movie. It's like Joker, right? Uh, did anyone enjoy Joker? I don't know, but you'd know it's a good movie. So I don't think this is necessarily fun, but I do think it's really good. Mm -hmm. I think it's definitely worth watching for Batman fans, but a, a hesitant recommendation to um, just kind of like blockbuster fans. Um, so I'm sitting somewhere between like an eight and a half and a nine right now. All right. So okay. probably I'd say if I had to commit to one, I'd, I'd go on the higher end and say a nine. It'd be really good. For me, when you do Batman, there is dark and there is light. There is Bruce. There is Batman. There is Ying. There is Yang. Mm -hmm. This one hung out in the Yang a long time. Sure. I didn't get much Ying. And that was a little bit off-putting at first. But this movie creates a fantastic atmosphere, like a unique atmosphere where you get a feel of what this movie is from the score to the look to the acting everything fits they had a vision and they that's what they did they pulled it off mm -hmm. i feel like also uh with the comics you know as batman comics silly villains colorful and all that right long halloween comes out and it's a totally different tone mm -hmm. that's what this movie is it's that totally different tone like it feels like the nolan verse and the burton verse kind of came together in the sense of the darkness from the Burton and the grounded reality of the of the Nolan came together in this movie. Okay. Uh, well, by the way, uh, parental the, the parent me wants to say there is one F word. There is uh, right near the beginning. Not even by Colin Colin Farrell. It's just a random cop who says it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then tone wise, it it is dark. Like this is not one you'd want to take your young children to. Murders are happening. They are happening, but they're all, most of them happening off screen. Like mm -hmm. well, even but, like but just off screen, as in just off frame. Yes. So fatal blows are happening, but there's there's very little blood and some and good sound no gore. Though, so. Yeah, it, it's disturbing though. Like it honestly feels like seven. In that in yeah. the kind of feel to it, but much more dark and red. When I say dark, I mean literally like visually. You think dark. it was shot rated R? Uh, no, apparently they, they were. I was reading stuff up on it, and they were intending this to be a PG thirteen movie. Oh, okay, I, I, it seems like they want to push that boundary. Well, they were, right. I, they were dancing the cross. Of course, Nolan was dancing across the line with Dark Knight as well. Mm -hmm. it, it, even compared to that, 
Like to me, Dark Knight feels like a lighter movie. Granted, <laughs> the, it's true. There, literally, it is because there's, there's a lot moments of, Dark of Knight, levity. Uh, well, and a lot of Dark Knight actually takes place during the day. Yes. The only thing that takes place during the day here, he's inside his very dark gothic manner. You mm-hmm. know, and so. he puts on sunglasses. Yeah, he does. He wears sunglasses, and it rains all the time too in the dark. It's not just <laughs> dark. It's, oh, not just, it's not just nighttime. It's raining nighttime. Yeah. It's constantly raining. Uh, but uh, and I, I, we kind of talked about this before. But Batman moves around so slowly. It's like he's underwater moving around, and everyone else around him is just moving normal. Speed. I almost feel like that's his Batman voice because if Batman were just walking a room normally, it wouldn't be as scary. But he's trying to be like. I don't know, intimidating by walking so slow? I'll, I'll tell you why I think that's the case. Okay. Uh, in the spoiler full version, because there's okay. something I'll bring up. Well, you know the... But honestly, I think yeah. it, this movie would have been half the time if you just walked normal speed. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Well, it's, it. it's like that moment, I believe it's in the beginning of Dark, The Dark Knight, where um, the, two criminals are doing criminal things. What's that called? Crime. And <laughs> the guy, they, they see the, the bat signal and the other guy runs away. He's like, well, you got a better chance of winning the Powerball than running into that guy. Yeah. That idea oh. is seated what, throughout this movie. What this Everyone's movie does they, in the intro is amazing. That's what I was going to say. That setup of... I of, am the shadow. Because one of the things I loved about uh, the Nolan series is it made me realize, oh, this is why uh, pe- criminals fear Batman. Like yeah. I found the fear in the Nolan movies. This also does a great job of that, where it's like, oh, I get it. Okay, yeah, that'd be scary. This movie is very long, but I think they had plenty of story to, to fill it. Mm-hmm. However, I do think they may have bitten off more than they could chew, because the runtime is a downside in the sense of, I'm not just going to pop this in and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch, I'm gonna sure. watch the Batman. Um, like six hours of your life, Kent. Yeah. Watching, the ba- watching <laughs> red right and black blurs. Yes. I think that you literally, ooh, you could cut out all of Catwoman or Cat Burglar or Zoe Kravitz, whatever you want to call her, you could cut it all out, and this is a shorter ah. and and still good movie. Maybe, but at the same time, I really liked kind of where that story went in the end. Also, she does tie it all together. She does. Uh, we'll yeah. get into that. But uh, the score by Michael Giacchino is calm and haunting at mm-hmm. the same time. Like, and I feel weird saying this with the slow movement, the slow pacing, and this kind of brooding music. This is a Batman movie you could fall asleep to, but you would have nightmares if you did. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. going to say. That. Um, I believe Robert Pattinson is Batman. I'm still not sold on him as Bruce Wayne, though. Sure. Like the, the, the dark emo Kurt Cobain type Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne as they tried to do him. I, I wasn't quite. I, I wanted him to be Bruce Wayne. I didn't want him to be, like you said, Batman all the time. Uh, but Paul Dano. Uh, he needs to play a happy character once in a while because I'm I never want to go near this guy. <laughs> no, he's a psychopath. Uh, John Turturro I thought was very intimidating with doing very little. Yep. Uh, Colin Farrell really good in his role too. Um, but I just <sighs> there was just some things that I kept getting hung up on where mm-hmm. I was like, you seem to be hitting, and maybe this because the score, you seem to be hitting the same notes over and over again. And I'm like, I wanted something more. I wanted a little contrast or flavor, something different. So I liked this movie, Kent. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it. Okay. I would put this at 3.5 stars. All right. Out of five. It's pretty low. Uh, no, not too low. This, this is on par with Dark Knight Rises for me. Gotcha. Uh, it's uh, just above Batman v Superman, below the Nolans, the Burtons, and one of the Schumachers. One of the Schumachers. Below Batman forever? I think, I think comic, colorful Batman has a place. 
and I think that that uh, Batman Forever. But was did that you place. appreciate the detective mode? Of yes, this? yes. Although we'll get into something about that as well. I I like Batman I the detective. A, I, I thought of a major plot hole with regards to detective work that we'll talk about in spoilers. Okay, we can get into that. But like I said, I liked it. I liked seeing a different take on it. Much like when I read the long Halloween comic book, I went, "Whoa, this is fun and different," because mm-hmm. it's just a different universe and a different take on it, and I appreciate that. This is probably not one that I like. I said I'll pop in and watch all the time because. It didn't emotionally grab me as much as The Dark Knight, obviously, but I and it didn't really thrill me like Batman Begins did. But I enjoyed my experience while watching it. Do you think it's better for not being a connected universe in this movie? Yeah, you don't need homework to watch this movie. Absolutely, and I do think that uh, film studios are relying way too much on shared universes and connecting movies together. We don't need that. This could be a good standalone movie, and I'll be fine with that. Well, it's going to get a sequel. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. They're, still, but, they're, they're talking the thing, about spinoffs on HBO Max for Penguin. Yes. Uh, well, I guess we shouldn't say here of who's going to be but, but a sequel without the other DC superheroes, right? Yeah. This is a Batman universe, yeah, this, similar this to Nolan. should be its own universe, even yeah. if, yeah, fine, give me a yeah. show with Jim Gordon or whatever. But uh, I, I don't don't want this to go outside of this no, world. No, neither. No. Once again, like, it, it, it doesn't make any sense in the Nolan verse for there to be a Superman. No. You know, you have uh, George Clooney mentions it in Batman and Robin. It's like, this is why Superman works alone. It's like, so there's Superman in this universe, I guess. Right. You you don't want that here. No. This is gritty and real and cool. Yeah. So Kent loved it. Zach really liked it. I really, really liked it. Okay. Uh, Okay. I will also shout out, because we haven't talked about it much. I really liked, and this is probably my favorite Batmobile sequence in any. Of course you did. I was actually wanting to sit next to you during that part. I was so happy because this, this Batmobile. You'll get your chance to talk about cars on Monday. It's, yeah, it's basically a muscle car with like Baja truck suspension. And it's, it's just, it's so cool. I'll I'll talk about in the spoiler full version. I liked the car except for one thing. Okay. We'll talk about it there. Also, the chase was not very stylish though. I'm going to put oh. that there. Oh, I loved it. Snyder did 9,000 times better, but it's fine. Uh, but at least this one's Why real. Not? There's no such thing as the actual Batmobile. It's all CG. What? What? Zach, it's, why would you say that? Snyderverse. What about the Tumblr? No, no. There's, uh, that, like, the Tumblr's a real car, right? Yeah. And, and it feels that way. This feels like it's real. This, sure. My problem with the Snyder one is it's it's all, it's completely CG. Well, their car exists. Well, I'm saying. Uh, it's time for spoilers. Okay, let's get into it. Spoilers well, in the way. <laughs> oh, you're doing Nirvana now. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna do? I was just gonna do the same tone. Yeah, we talk about the whole time. The whole time that the, the track we're spo- gonna spoil the movie now. But the whole time that music. Dum, 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 yeah, they beat that into your head. Dum, so that's the Batman theme. It is something in the way is the Bruce Wayne theme because he is literally it? listens yeah, to that song in the movie. Ah. So okay, the so the one thing okay. I didn't like, just real quick, the one thing I didn't like about the Batmobile, because it's intro. This, this movie does intros good. Like when Batman first, like the anticipation of waiting for Batman to come out of that dark hallway, yeah. I was like, yes. When apparently he stalls it? <laughs> yeah. Which Okay, so the whole intro is like, oh, every time they see this signal, they're going to fear the Batman. And then he does this amazing intro and comes out of the dark. And the criminal goes, what are you supposed to be? And I'm like, did you not hear that whole intro where everyone knows who the Batman is at this point? <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. Uh, but no, the, the the Batmobile intro started off so good, and it's like it revs up, it starts powering up. You see the fire, you're like, oh, here we go, and then it was almost like it stalled for comedic effect. To me, it was like, or was it just waiting for the penguin to make a move it, at that point? But that, I, at first, I thought it was you know just yeah. doing that stall, and then I was like, oh no, they're just wait, like he just kind of revved it to scare him, and then he stopped. 
but it almost felt like yeah. it almost felt like it stalled. Like, and I was sure. like, oh, that's not. It does seem that way. Yeah, but it, it's not. But yeah, that's like your, definitely they, your first impression. In my in my mind, what it should have done is rev up like that, and then started going after him like right then, and then he had to run away. Like the bat pod in Rises, the one that sure. flies. So this movie, like you said, Zach, does bite off more than it can chew story wise because this that could have me. been. Sorry, Joel. It, How this, dare you give I credit? <laughs> People get our voices <laughs> mixed up all the time. Say something that smart. This has an established Gotham with established corruption. Yes, we know Gotham from movies and comics. It past, is a grimy city, but it's already kind of showing light to these criminals that are in power. Right, that is the Riddler's goal: is to shine a light on these bad people. And it's almost too early in the franchise just to be like, yep, Gotham's getting cleaned up. And yeah. I know it's got a long way to go, but this felt like a court of owls sort of situation, which what? does need a lot more explain, time. Explain court of uh, owls. The court of owls is a comic series where essentially all these people in power throughout the past 100 years, more or less Illuminati. Yeah. Illuminati of Gotham and everyone's yeah. just pawns and they have no idea who the real power yeah. is. Well, And also I, I hope, I hope yes, that in, if they were to do sequels that Robert Pattinson would then kind of come into his own, as Batman. Do you want to jump into the end theme here? Yeah, so he jumps from vengeance, which he says, I, the city sees me as something different than I intended. Yeah. And uh, vengeance became like this hiss and a byword, where I think he becomes justice in the sequel. Because he doesn't say, I'm Batman. No. At the beginning, he says, I'm vengeance. And you can see where he actually wants to give the people hope, and I think that's where the sequel could lead, where he could become a better Bruce. This kind yeah. of is, even though... Because he's only two years into doing this. Yeah. This has got to take a toll. I literally called Project Gotham. This is more or less an origin story still. I mean, it's just the tail end of an overall story, but much like the way that the Dark Knight ends with, you know, I'm whatever Gotham needs me to be. Yeah. Basically, Batman has now come to light. He's seen helping people and he can become something a little different. I love that he acknowledges, though, because this is a noir story. So he starts off going Thursday, October 31st. You yeah. know, the city is dark, yada, yada. So he knows that his influence on Gotham hasn't really helped. Crime is still there. Yeah. Criminals are getting worse. Well, and I love when Batman can acknowledge that. that. He's not really cleaning the city. The criminals get worse. No, but I think he's got to have the hope that he can make it. By the way, why would he even be Batman? It, it's true. Well, I think, I think, I think the, he's a little demented. I think he has to have that realization that I've caused escalation. Yes. Like, I love that theme in, in Nolan's trilogy where it's mm -hmm. like, you know, you dress as a bat, this guy's going to dress as a clown. Totally. Just how it works. Yeah. And I think Nolan has started to realize that. But one of the things I really liked about this movie was when you realize that the Riddler has taken Batman's, this is once again, we're in spoiler territory, mm -hmm. that the Riddler has taken Batman's idea of vengeance and twisted it. Yes. And, and made, he's like, him, a and made him a partner. He's like, and he, he's like, yeah, we're partners, right? And Batman's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh man, that's, that's really well done. So like how you, you just, you realize the thing that you're trying to help out with has been twisted to evil. Were there moments in the movie when you guys went, it's been about 20 or 30 minutes since I've seen this character or this character. Like, is the Riddler still in this movie? No. Did you feel like it forgot certain characters? I didn't no. think so. Okay, because I did the first time I saw it and I was like, wait, what's going to happen? And I knew obviously once it got past the Falcone story that we were going to see more of the Riddler. But it, it took a, a bit to go, here's the grand plan. And I've... I, I've said this before. I've always kind of not liked the crime boss storylines oh. as much as the colorful, really the but colorful villain, villain, right? That's all about no, boss. no, and that's because I, I appreciate those and I mm -hmm. like those. But like whenever it gets into Falcone and Maroni, Falcone and Maroni, I, I I'm kind of like, well, I, I want to see the Penguin, I want to see the Joker, I want to okay. see Riddler. Like I like the colorful rogues. Okay, uh, but at the same time, it fits perfectly within this universe. Now, oh, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. So I, I know why Batman walks around so slowly. 
And I liked this. Is another thing I really liked about Go this on. movie, the eye cameras, how he has these contact lenses that record everything he sees when he's Batman. Yeah. So he walks slowly so he doesn't get motion sickness when he's reviewing the footage later. The, I mean, that's the a good point. He's just looking all around. That's going to be very hard to follow. Plot hole. Go on. Go for it. Selena Kyle is given these uh, these contact lenses, right? Yeah. That somehow only work when they're on your eyeball. Because when she takes it out, she's like, I'm done doing this. She takes it out and he can no longer see. I thought you just put it in your pocket or something like that. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Because then she then what contacts him later with this but it's on the on the table now so sh- did she did she just happen to keep a contact lens she contacted him through the earpiece and yes the contact was on the table but that's when he knew that she was contacting otherwise Why, where did the contact come from he she took it out of her yeah. eye and put it like a pocket or something like that yes really that's, in my mind it just went no, like, she the, didn't the, just throw camera? it away who knows but it doesn't show one way or the other you, so it's not you guys a guys clearly don't wear contacts I'm just saying she pulled it off, the camera went dead, and we don't know what happened to the contact. Right, but then it's suddenly back in the in her house later. There's no way. You don't think she'd keep it? No way. She took really? it off and threw it down. This expensive tech? Wait, cat what? Catwoman? Ha- stealing money? Okay, what does wearing contacts have to do with what she did with the contacts? <laughs> I think this is... The- You've never taken them out and seen that they're like, they're nothing. You're not, you're not going to put it you in You obviously didn't see the wiring in these. These are not your regular contacts. Yeah, it's just... It's just it's these silly. are bat contacts. It's silly. So we have good eyesight, so we don't we don't know but about this plot hole. This, yeah, exactly. So, uh, how did you guys feel about the riddles? Oh, they were just simple enough for the audience, I think, to to get uh, the, the the Riddler is a tricky thing to do mm-hmm. because either you're going to get that Batman Forever style when he's like a clock, a match, and it's like kind right. of just ridiculous things that Batman just gets like that, or they get overly complicated, and you're like, how does anyone ever figure that out? Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you uh, any of the riddles or how they apply to the story. The well, only there were remember- codes. There were codes for Batman to unravel the story and be part of the whole and, which partnership. Al- Alfred actually does the whole time. Well, if you've seen Batman the Animated Series, yeah. Batman's not the only detective. He usually gets help from people he's talking and that's to. Sure, sure. Once again, you said a detective story, and I, I mentioned that. There were, there were definite parts when he was not getting what was going on until someone says, oh, what's he doing with that carpet puller? Right. Carpet puller. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this pulls up carpet. Yeah. So Batman needs help. He does he's, need he's help. Not the he's not always had Oh, a rat with wings is anything but a bat. I, oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was the what moment. What he says, when he says rat with wings, that's obviously Although, a pigeon. It's a stool pigeon. Like, Although, what? that wasn't the answer. No. No, it was, it was URL. Yeah. Which it was, was Falcone. That was a little URL, weird to me. URL, and it was a, a, rat, a rat with wings. He's a, a falcon. He's a rat. The multi-layer riddles always kind of get me to yeah. where I'm like... It seems like, you know, when you set up something really cool, like a, like back in the day when you were a kid and you set up a trap in the forest or right. something like that, you're like, oh, someone's going to trip over this and then fall into this and then do this. It's never going to happen. Um, and so every time they do these multi-layer, yeah. multi-layer riddles, I'm always like, how do you expect them to get more than one thing out of this? Sure. Uh, I always wondered, I, I wished in the Nolan movies that the third movie featured the Riddler. And now having seen this, I can see why it didn't because it's similar to the joker joker mm-hmm. is is basically just being the riddler or this riddler is basically being joker they're kind of the same the thing. kidnapping with the video feed the kidnapping i felt the was video very joker like the the high profile targets figure out which one almost it's, the exact same it's thing. a it's window like, with a sniper rifle yeah the dark knight was almost before its time right with the video sharing because this one utilizes social media mm-hmm. You know, sharing video through uh, immediate breaking news and everyone freaking out. Yeah. I thought, honestly, Dark Knight did it very well, even, what, 14 that, years ago? And that was terrifying when you realized that the Riddler was doing a forum with 500 other people, like-minded people, right. who were willing to go in on this, like, 
murder plot, Which basically. Which definitely would happen today. And that was scary to me that I kind of went, wow. That interrogation nice. scene at the end really sells, even though it's a long runtime at this point. I was so excited my second time to watch Batman talk to Paul Dano's Riddler. Yes. when he, In that cell. Paul Dano did a fantastic job in that moment when he realizes yeah. they're not on the same page. Yeah. I liked that. It's now I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit. Yeah. Um, again, Batman is already established in this universe, but there's still this uneasy alliance with him and Gordon. Gordon is the only person that, that seems to trust him. And, but we're, but we're now to the point where commissioner, or not commissioner, Gordon, officer, detective Gordon, mm-hmm. or whatever he is here is now bringing the Batman to crime scene secretly yeah, or, and, and all the other people, cops are yes. like, not so secretly. What's, and that first time, what's just this guy in. doing here? Why mm-hmm. is he here? And then because of the course of this story, we now reach an end where, oh, maybe I can trust this guy. I still think uh, that everyone but Gordon and maybe the Martinez officer are still corrupt. They're all working for Falcone. Is this, is this the officer that hates the Batman but loves Bruce Wayne? Work, yes. Working yeah. for Falcone. Yeah. Or, yes. But I think they're all corrupt. I think they just don't want to show that to anyone else. Okay. Right. Even at the end when they were like, Taking Falcon oh, away. Yeah, so they're they're doing they're talking a spinoff version for uh, Gordon for what's his first name? Uh, Jim. Jim. Jim yeah. Gordon. I want to say Jeff Gordon. I'm like not so. That's not him. <laughs> that's a NASCAR <laughs> that's right, driver, sure. retired NASCAR. Uh, so driver. Jim Gordon's getting possibly getting an HBO Max spinoff. Catwoman's possibly getting an HBO sp- Max spinoff. And Garen. Penguins almost uh, will not HBO watch the Catwoman one. Don't care about her. Uh, Jim Gordon spinoff or Jim Gordon series has not gone well in the past. I actually I didn't have a problem with Zoe Kravitz as, as Catwoman at all. I just there was like, a really bad line that makes me kind of dislike yes, the character. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, but it, more for me, her story I just kept, kind of felt like repetitive, where it was like they kept going back to the story of her. Well, she the whole thing is I take care of strays, and that's where the after the first time I saw it, I'm like, why was there so much focus on her friend that's murdered? Yeah, like why is that a subplot that's important to the whole movie? But after kind of seeing it the second time and going, okay, the whole backstory with her mom and the well, way that, she was killed. Yeah. And that, that is very personal. And she becomes a pawn in the whole Batman Riddler Falcone story. And her, her friend's murder is what unravels Falcone. It's true. Uh, yeah. Like pulls the mask off and everyone can see him for who he is. All right. So fast forward to something that was shown to test audiences and they weren't sure if it was going to be in the final movie. In fact, I was surprised to see it, but Barry Keegan as the Joker in our, in Arkham. Yeah. The little what cameo, the as, cameo uh, at the end. Uh, Cause that was an unseen Ar- Who Arkham. Barry Keegan? Uh, he played Druid in the Eternals. He's a really creepy looking guy. He's in green Knight. He's in green Knight as well. Nope. You'll have to pull a picture. He's, he's a creepy actor. He's a very good character actor. Um, I just think I thought it they could have left it on the, on the cutting room floor. Terrible. Ter- terrible. I, I thought it was really terrible. Oh, but I think, that guy was the guy in the cell. Yeah. Yes. And obviously implied, though not confirmed, implied to be Joker. Because what he talks the heck about do I know him from? And, but he looks highly disfigured. He looks which, like a little. You only see really a silhouette and some scars. But he looks like kind of like Two Face from Batman Forever. Bit. Yeah, he does. And I think it was totally unnecessary because you look at Batman Dunkirk. Begins. That's what I know. Him from. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's Batman Dunkirk. Begins played it so well when they show the card at the end of that movie, and I'm like, wow. That's all I needed to see. For me, it felt it, like a bit much. For me, Agreed. It's, it's really we're gonna go back to the Joker. Please well. don't, right? Please, again. But he is he is the arch villain of Batman. I know, but we just saw Leto. Everyone, st- we just saw Joaquin Phoenix. We still Why feel do we need so to recent see, to see Ledger. Yeah. 
Well, and okay, so I, I was actually kind of like rolling my eyes at the beginning when I was like, oh, there's a Joker cameo in an mm-hmm. Excel over there. They don't have to use him. But. but then when Paul Dano started saying, are you a friend? And I'm like, oh, Riddler Joker team up. That's kind of fun. Yeah. And once again, Paul Dano, in the, even in that scene, I'm like, that's great. I want to see that. I don't really care about the Joker at this point. Oh. Yeah. But this movie did also kind of make me once again realize that Riddler and Joker aren't too different from one another. It's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, can we flash to the end? Yes, even more to the end. Even more to the end. The end sequence. So the end thing. The you know, post-credit sequence is not worth waiting around for? <laughs> no. Well, that's true, though. So It's literally like again, a computer screen where it just has a question mark and then a so, URL. And a website. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a website. So much like the Dark Knight, where Joker's in jail and stuff's already orchestrated. We see that here with the Riddler, right? He's in jail, but it's already set to uh, flood Gotham. But do you think he planned on getting caught? Yes. Did, yeah. Did, well... Yeah, he he walked into a diner well, and just hung out. No, he waited in the window after he shot that bullet. He waited for everyone to see him and then kind of did his whole thing so it could be creepy and be apprehended. But why did he need to get apprehended in order to have this play out? I'm not sure, truly. But I, so. I think the scene really played out well because when he is his head is down and he sees Batman in the window, the smile is so good. Yeah, yeah. It was style over substance, really, in that. Yeah. But yes, he did plan to get caught. Uh, Do it, you think... The Riddler knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Because no. in, in the scene, you're watching it, and much Bruce like Batman, when he says, Bruce Wayne, you're like, oh, he knows who he is. But then you he says something like, oh, he's the only, he's the one, only one, one we didn't, didn't get. get. And you're like, oh. And I'm like, is he... In my mind, I was like, is he that ignorant that he didn't realize that he's saying it? Or is he telling Batman, I know who you are, without telling the cameras? Actually, that's a good is. point. That's a really know. good point. And I don't know. I was wondering or if Or maybe he's thought. testing his response. I was actually looking to see if he says it, he's almost testing the waters to see yeah. is he That's why I couldn't be it. Batman because when he said and Bruce Wayne, I'd be like, dang it, how did you know? I think they wanted to give Pattinson some acting ability against Dano because he's wearing the mask and everything. And when his face changes because he's terrified, he looks at the camera, he's like, oh no, I'm found out. And now everyone knows. Yeah. And when he realizes he doesn't know who I am, he goes, hmm okay, I'm more confident. I think that's giving him a chance to act against this great. Yeah. And I still don't get, get quite why the sins of the father are on are on Bruce instead of the man who Oh, was. because, oh, they explain it. I mean, it's the orphan who had everything, right? But, but From was, the orphan who had nothing. And I, and I get, he doesn't understand what he has to be an orphan, but it seems like all these other people he, were, he was getting were corrupt and Bruce isn't corrupt. Well, that's why he's saying, I need to blame somebody. So closest person is kin. Yeah. 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 Because okay. he's like, well, I'm, I'm not against it. I just yeah. kind of, it's like, what did Bruce do? Yeah. Or I need Alfred. To, I need to exact yeah. my revenge on somebody who was killed. For was what the they attack did? on Alfred intentional? Was it supposed to be Alfred? Because it seemed like he had another plan to get Bruce Wayne no. after that. No, it was Alfred, Bruce. Alfred committed a federal crime. Opening mail that wasn't, <laughs> opening mail that wasn't his? Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. We're getting long. Anything yeah. else to say before we wrap uh, this Well, up? we haven't talked about the flood. Oh, yeah. So you mentioned in the non spoiler section that it became a superhero. You didn't like that. I liked it because once again, it and with the fifty alt right snipers, yeah, or whatever fifteen, yeah, yeah. I think I think visually it worked really well. It led it lent itself to some really cool lighting and cool effects, and for honestly, Batman to do something fun. <laughs> I also like Bat. Once again, Batman's like, I'm not gonna kill people. Poof, off the ledge, Poof, well, over there. Do you no, realize they, were, they didn't fall? Not always. They were carabinered. Not always. Are you sure? I was watching it like oh, that guy hung. That guy I hung. think the movie went out of its way to say no one died except for that guy <laughs> got electrocuted in the neck. I think they no sh- one died. Showed them hanging. No, also the like he seems to be not good with guns when he's holding them, but he'll certainly aim a gun that's firing at someone else. Yeah. 
Just saying, Batman, your rules are a well, little fuzzy. In every single movie. Yeah. But that said, I almost well, think... Well, not, not Burton's. Burton's is, never has that no-killing rule. I think the end works because the Riddler says, oh, you don't know. You're not as smart as I thought you were. And that part for me, chills. Neither is he. You can't figure out it's Bruce Wayne. Well, true story. And then at the end, to kind of have this big old, you know... I think political it's political rally. Like I was just it like, was, oh, it was weirdly though, like low stakes. And I appreciated that. I okay. mean, it wasn't like no sky beam. near sky beam level. Sure. It was just, it was a, 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 you know, it was a flood of the city. I'm like, that seems to be like a reasonable well, and taking pot shots at political figures. It was yeah, domestic sure. terrorism. That seemed like a huge, a, a, a huge deal, but was still realistic. One thing I love is Batman. Uh, they go back to this theme of uh, there's a surviving uh, son of the guy, the mayor that dies at the beginning. That he creepily stares at? Well, I mean, yeah, but Superman, it's him. Superman Returns style? But but it's him, right? Yeah. He's, he's, he's seeing himself in this kid. Exactly. I wanted Batman to give him like a nod to be like, I'm not a psycho. Well, but then the kid becomes Joffrey in another universe, <laughs> right? But oh, I like at the point. end, even then, he goes back and he's the first person that he saves from that flood. And I go, okay, I like that because that's a way to show what happened to the Waynes in that alley without showing it. Yeah, there was a moment when, when Batman lit up a flare and it was yellow for a split second. I'm like, oh, different color, and then it turned red. I'm like, oh, there <laughs> sure, we are. yeah, exactly. Uh, the, briefly, the Waynes, maybe bad, maybe not. Uh, I love what they did with Martha. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, because it it lends itself to a flashpoint type story when Martha becomes the Joker. I didn't like it. You didn't like it. I like good. Thomas you like the and pure Martha Waynes. Wayne. I like. I like. So the does good Bruce. Bat- well, because Batman is so dark and so evil, and so I feel like the the core of the good, wholesome parents that he has yeah. is what keeps him on the good side and keeps him from crossing that I, line. I get what you're saying. And this one, I was like, I was really not liking that they were insinuating about Thomas Wayne until I found out it was a, you know, more of a mistake. I sure. get that. Yeah. But still, I just was like, I don't really like what you do with the parents. Yeah. So, I don't know. All right. Anything else, guys? Um, I, I I made a bigger deal of it, but I did want to focus. I, I really did like the um, video recording contacts. Yeah, um, I, I did thought too. that was really cool. Mm-hmm. It helps I, him be the world's greatest I detective. Liked, I liked the journaling. Like, dear diary, why was Batman today? Um, <laughs> I, I liked all that stuff. Uh, again, I love the car. Um, Andy Circus Alfred, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Uh, not enough of him. Yeah, I, I didn't really he, see it he's in him the, see him develop. He in, in this movie is the character that got shortchanged. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if this goes on to a sequel, I think that's where we see more growth. Was we he see, the one who trained Batman then? Because it sounded like it he did. It seems to be. And he's got a lot of scars, like he's been through some stuff. Previous versions. Well, he of says, the, I was supposed to protect Thomas. Yeah. I mean, yeah. versions of the character are like Alfred's ex military. Yeah. And that's, yes. that's clearly. And I'm fine this. with that. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I, so I feel like that's where this can go, where we actually see like Bruce Wayne coming out of the shadows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see more with Alfred. Um, so I do think that he got shortchanged a little bit, though. Agreed. Circus. Okay. All right. So there you go. There's a review of The Batman. I'm sure there's more to talk about. Oh, but. yeah. It's a three-hour movie. So we, I think we did, you know, we, we talked way too long about yeah. this, but we talked enough. But if you're going to see it this weekend, let us know if you've already seen it. Let us know what you thought. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Sorry we just spoiled it for you if you haven't seen it. <laughs>
Alfred committed a federal crime. 